Welcome to Tiwood Culture. My name is Hin Mazena, and this episode is a recording of a panel talk titled Art Critique in the UAE, which took place on September 10th at Tashkil in Dubai. The talk was moderated by Kevin Jones, an arts writer and the UAE desk editor for Art Asia Pacific. The panel included artists Afra Al-Zahiri and Rania Jishi, plus gallerist and curator Umar Butt from Grey Noise Gallery, and myself. We talked about the state of art and culture criticism in the UAE, and we also tried to decode the critical landscape by discussing who are the critics, what influence do they have, and what would it take to reach a state of mature culture of critique here in the UAE. Thanks to Tashkil for letting us feature this talk on the podcast. Here it is. Thank for coming, everyone, and thank you to all of my panelists who kind of came to the came into the fold at the at the last minute. I will introduce them in a, in a second, but I have a, a bit of a long build up to um, to today's talk, which starts with this, uh, which is something that we hear a lot, which we say a lot, probably as well, and which is kind of the premise for a lot of the thinking and debating that I hope we'll be doing tonight, and. Um, the idea, I mean, I think this is an interesting observation because it seems predicated by exposure to a place where there is critique, where there is, um, you know, a, a prestigious roster of art schools that are churning out artists and, write, or, and writers, the critical practices programs that, that, that spawn writers. And it also seems to be a place where um, there are... Uh, a, a lot of vocal people, like critics, running around and, and writing. So this is predicated by a knowledge of this place that is not necessarily here in the UAE. So, anecdotally, the first title that I proposed to Tashkil when we started looking at this was was this: um, Can a culture of critique exist in the UAE? And I want you to just focus on the verbs here. The, Kind of auxiliary verb and, and, and the main verb itself. And what I would say is that this, this question um, is a kind of past looking one because, in order to, to do a talk around this, you'd have to go back and say, well, what might prevent us or what opportunities might you know, expose themselves in order for that to happen? And the idiom that it would work in is kind of a story of the origins of, well, you know, maybe the, the art scene is like this, so yeah, maybe it can exist or maybe it can't exist. And then ultimately the question that it's asking is, are we ready? So I don't know if I was really ready myself to actually do that as a, as a talk. So then I had a second working title, which was, should a culture of critique exist in the UK? And this is slightly different, because it seems to be looking towards the future. And there's a little bit of a judgment in it as well. So it also kind of signposts some kind of finality, like what would that look like if it were actually to happen? So what is the end game of all of this that, that we're getting for? Who would be these critics? And what are they, what are they going to be writing about? And, 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 and isn't this really just a foreign model anyway that's just been you know, exported into, into the UAE? Should it really exist? Should we not find something else? So finally, I came up with this title. I mean, it's what we agreed on. And there's no verb here, so there's not much I can circle. But I can circle that. Um, and the idea of the full stop um, sort of makes me think that, well, this is somehow freeze-frame, and it's somehow screen-grab, and it's stopped in the present. 
and I'm supposed to give you a presentation like this would look like some kind of overview in which all of my panelists would look at the pros and cons of art critique in the UAE and a kind of cavalcade of successes and failures. And it would be kind of an invitation to just talk and all unpack them. And ultimately, I really didn't like that very much either. So there's not really the final title, but there's a final title too. Like for anyone who does editing, there's final one, final two, true final, true final one. So this is true final title number two. And again, there's no verb, but there's a question mark. And this question mark, for me, means everything. Because what it says is that we're in the process of evolution. And that this is not something that you can kind of stop. The idea of critique is something that um, is, it is like our art scene itself, something that's maturing and developing, and is in a bit of a state of flux. Um, and, and it has an inflection that is specifically from here. I mean, I think uh, as we go into this, I'll, I'll try to convince you that art critique in the world is, 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 is not in a great state. Um, but, but here, there's a specific inflection that makes it um, unique to us. So uh, what I like about the interrogation is also that it makes us introspective, and it really is um, a question about what's happening. And that's what I want to do tonight. I want to unpack this question of what's happening, what's going on. And we've all had different experiences with critique in generating it or in receiving it, in participation of groups and collectives that, that we've seen it. And, and I think that it's a question of kind of looking at what's going on here now, and, and, and in a sense of not in a static way, but in a progressive and evolutionary way. So if it, for anyone who knows me, I think in boxes and lines and arrows and, and circles generally. And this is my little map of, of what I think critique is today. This is an ongoing thing, and it's growing, and it's, it's constantly um, moving around. But for me, these words, and again, I'm kind of deaf by, 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 by words here, is, is, is capturing something that I hope to, um, to unpack tonight. So, when I, so these three kind of gray boxes under critique are somehow kind of infrastructurally linked. So we have an ecosystem, you know, for lack of a better word, a scene that's still developing and still maturing. We have an educational infrastructure, again, that, that has its own kind of peculiarities and particularities. And we have a set of publications locally, even though we may be affected by international publications, we have our own little set of, of publications locally that present uh, opportunities and obstacles um, to critique. And all of these things, again, are, um, uh, are kind of just putting up the milestones of what is, um, what is a, a hindrance and what is kind of a, an opportunity. So I'm not going to go through all of them, but again, this is a map. I mean, I, I might just say one or two, this idea of progress versus quality. I mean, some people question, in a maturing art scene, is it better just to have things happening and not look too much at how good they are? So is it better to do not such great stuff, but keep the momentum going, rather than take the time to stop and interrogate, is this kind of mediocre quality? Could it be better? How do we examine it? The idea of explanation versus analysis. I mean, recently I uh, had long conversations with someone who believes that, um, you know, art criticism is not criticism at all. It's reportage. You go and you, um, you, 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 you explain things and you describe things and you kind of, you know, write about the number of people in the room. 
rather than doing a kind of analysis of a piece of work and, and, and digging down and, and getting into it. So this idea of the, the, the day of the critic when critics champion artists and movements is, is way, way, way far behind us, around the world, I would say. Um, what else can I say? So on this, this idea of STEM versus STEAM, I don't know if everyone is, is okay with that, but a kind of a science, technology, engineering, and mathematics being the core and privileged sort of educational form against STEAM, which is the same thing, but with the arts introduced into it, which seems to be somehow the poorer cousin in, 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 in education. Um, so for me, all of these things go into looking at the, 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 states, the state of critique today. Um, and now, before I just introduce our, our, our panelists, there are two kind of nodes that we're going to look at tonight. And I'm separating them, and there are two people on each side that, that, that will, will, you know, are experts who can deepen what, what I mean by peer critique, which is this idea of artist-run critique or artist-to-artist -artist critique, and how does that work? And this is hinged to that educational piece that I talked about. So how do artists learn? What institutions, I think I think that here, I think the Shekhar Foundation, there are institutions that are that are that are um, kind of taking advantage of a lot of opportunities to do this, but there are also collectives that are working on it at a grassroots level. And I'm very curious to, to collectives or individuals, I'm very curious to, to understand how they are working and why is that need there. And then I'm looking at what I'm calling market critique. So uh, market critique is this is the, the, the art critic who comes in and looks at the market, looks at a, a, a work of art, looks at an institution, looks at our, inst our infrastructure and writes about it or just generates some kind of critique around it by, 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 on, on a platform or another. So those are the two kind of things that we're going to be developing tonight. And this is the end of my very, very long um, introduction. And now I'm going to... Um, and now I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, right, that's not going to happen. Um, so I'll introduce you to our uh, to our panelists. So um, after Lahari uh, comes from Abu Dhabi, with us from Abu Dhabi, and as a as a co-founder of the collective Base 15, which I, I hope many of you know and, and have seen. So she um, is an Abu Dhabi-based artist, as I said. She holds an MFA from RISD from 2017. She's an alumna of the Sheikh Salaam Emerging Artist Fellowship. So again, this is called SIF in our shorthand, and this will keep coming up a lot tonight because a lot of people have been exposed to it. Um, and, and interestingly, so you, cured, you, you used to have a, a project which was called Artwork, right? Yeah. Which was already looking at this kind of Alternative spaces, curatory yeah. themed uh, in shows in, in different spaces. So, yeah. and that was in what year? Two thousand. Um, the first time I've done it was in two thousand and eleven. Two thousand and eleven. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it was repeated. It was commissioned a couple of times after that um, until the last one happened in two thousand fifteen. Okay. Yeah. And, and then Bay fifteen came, and that's kind of the, yeah. the, the, that took over. So Bay fifteen is is located in the former home of uh, uh, and it's literally bait number, I mean, house, it's uh, a house, house 15. Yeah. Um, and it's an artist-run studio and exhibition space uh, founded by Afragom with uh, Hashel Lemke and Meta Bell. And so the, in your own words, it's a self-described crossing point between production and exhibition. And we'll talk a little bit more about uh, how that is a point of convergence for different people <laughs> around 
the studio, the studio space as well. Um, next to Afro's right is Rania Jishi. Um, so we will talk. So, so Rania is here officially representing Nakhet, and Nakhet again is is a, a, a place of critique. Um, in spite of your own past as a as a as an artist and an illustrator and an educator as well, uh, an alumna of Sif as well as CAD. I think we were in CAD yes, uh, yeah. at the same time. I think all three of us might have been there. Anyway, we've all been tainted by, by CAD <laughs> in, in, in the best possible way. Um, and uh, so Method is a platform providing a space for artists to present their works and projects for constructive feedback during a critique session. I'm taking your words. And again, the dynamics of what that actually means will unfold during during the evening. We're coming, we're closing, closing in on it. We're half done. So, Hint uh, Mzena is a writer and artist and founder of the blog The Culturist, uh, which has been providing cultural information and opinion, I would say, since 2009, when you kind of left your job, and I remember the very day that that happened. I'm still working. Well, no, yeah, I meant like oh, left that to okay. uh, corporate construct. <laughs> With the evil, so to 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 devote you know your time fully to that project, um, and in 2015 you, you founded with Wadel Halter the podcast Team Culture, which is thus uh, memorialized. Uh, and so again, Sif alumna, CAD alumna, um, and you're currently uh, curating uh, the film programming at the Louvre Abu Dhabi. You have work in Sharjah Biennial. Um, and you've been active in, in, in writing about moving image, specifically moving image, but I think that you're, it's safe to say that you're a pretty candid voice on the art scene and you have been for some time. And again, we meet candid, candid in terms of critique with, in, in, the, in the best possible sense of that word. Last but not least, Omar Bhatt is the founder of Grey Noise Dubai, again, a gallery that if you don't know, you rush to go see it. On the 18th, there's a new show opening, which I'll do another plug for at the end. Um, and and, and Umar uh, uh, co-directs Grey Noise with business partner. Uh, again, Grey Noise is a very strong and unique program from, uh, from South Asia, but also the Levant and beyond occasionally. Uh, a graduate of uh, NCA in Lahore, the National College of Art, uh, uh, and also faculty at the NCA, and he also a postgraduate degree from Chelsea College of Art. And um, so, and Grey Noise was founded originally in Lahore in 2008, and then set up in, two, in, in, in Dubai in 2012, which is where um, you have lived ever since. Um, so, so I want to start um, with the left side of this, and I want to go into um, this idea of peer critique and the the, the, the um, you know this educational side of things and and why so I guess my question is is to both of you and you know don't arm wrestle too hard to, to answer it first but so so the idea of peer critique is already established I would say at institutions right inside university uh, teachers will do it even kind of the work that I do here has a, a, a peer critique component to it there's generally a faculty member it's sort of legitimized and, and mediated by by this person, right? And, and, and everyone comes together and, and gives collective feedback that we imagine is not only orienting the work in more positive directions, but is also sort of creating kind of confidence among people and, 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 and kind of fluency in this whole idea of critique to start with, right? So these are the experiences on a, on a more or less institutional level. 
why is it important? So what have you changed? Why have both of you taken the idea of, of, of critique and brought it into a more informal setting? And what is the importance of, why is it important to you that this grassroots kind of component exists or has a voice alongside the institution? Can I go? <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem. Do you want, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Um, so I started Nakat because uh, I just wanted to have a more of an informal session for artists to come and discuss their work, to present their process. Um, there's a lot of artists who are self-taught, artists who are not exposed to these institutions, who do not wear, uh, know where to present and get this constructive feedback. Um, there's also an aspect of uh, a focus proce uh, fo uh, process focused uh, that's kind of lost sometimes when I'm talking to a lot of artists where there's a, like a rush to, to answer open calls and apply for galleries and so on. So to have these critique sessions is kind of a, a way for, maybe it's my experience as an educator, who's someone who um, likes being in the studio more than being in the gallery space, that to continue that kind of a conversation. Also there is artists who uh, maybe they need a mentor and they just don't know where to access that and don't have the access to those, all of these institutions. Mm -hmm. And also another thing is that institutions come with, um, with themes, with topics that are kind of preset. And it's, it, it would be, for me, it's very interesting to see what artists are working on besides all of that that we see being posted and announced. What is happening exactly for each individual artist and their studio? And what is it that they want to show? And another thing is during this... During, like doing critique sessions is it's just interesting to see how um, really if an artist steps away and starts practicing what are they going to really develop for themselves as an expression mm -hmm. that's just something that I think Naqad is it's an interesting space to step into and just really see what's going on for artists without really trying to show what they're doing Okay. Yeah. Can you just give us a sense of how, how it works? Like how do they find you or how do you find them? And yeah. how, I mean, how, how many yeah. people, how, how is it mediated, if at yeah. all? Or yeah. does it happen this kind of organic? So um, I tried different approaches to start Naqad. I've been uh, trying to start it since 2018, 17, 18. Um, first it was uh, selecting artists and asking them to come and present and asking curators and people to come in. And it just didn't... It didn't happen because a lot of artists backed off. Mm -hmm. They felt intimidated. Um, uh, and it, it was just, it wasn't very comfortable for a lot of people. And some of these artists are people who exhibited and so on. And then I, it just kind of lost its momentum. And then there was another attempt to start it. And the best approach became was selecting a venue, setting a date, and saying, hey, if you want to come and present, it's a group of artists, we're here. If you want to come and present, just let us know. So people let us know if they want to come, me. <laughs> they let me know that if they want to come. And uh, I just try to keep it uh, for up to like eight people. Okay. It's, I say to up to 12, but 12 is just too much. So five to eight people is an ideal number. Mm -hmm. And I've had seven people in one session where it lasted five hours. Um, I do not limit language, so people can speak in Arabic or English. Okay. I can translate for them. And then when the artists present, so I ask people if they want to present. Some people, they just want to come and observe, and some just want to present. But it always ends up by everyone presenting. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And it really evolves into this very comfortable setting where people just say, hey, I'm working on this. Mm. Um, what do you think? And one session I presented my illustrations for a commission. It wasn't even anything related to conceptual or contemporary practices. Yeah. And do you think that by removing that curatorial element, it made it less intimidating by making it peer, like truly peer-to-peer without necessarily a, a kind of networking component to yeah. it, that it was just feedback from fellow artists? The, so my approach to eliminate that was to really take down all names. So I announced the place and the time, I don't announce who's coming, but everyone's welcome to come. So curators, collectors, gatherers, educators, artists are all welcome to come. But I never say who's coming, because the moment I say who's coming, it's going to become a presentation. So it will become kind of like a LinkedIn approach. So anonymity fosters a kind of confidence. Yeah, yeah. Asma, how does it work then? Because you, you, I mean, it's the studio and an exhibition space, but how do the crits work within that? So, because we're three artists, initially, like, the whole idea was to come together and and find joined or, like, studio spaces that are close proximity to one another. The idea, to begin with, was not really to open a space and all of that. We just started by saying, okay, you know what? We all need studio spaces outside our homes, and like we want studios where we could actually see each other's work. And I think part of that was CIF, like graduating from CIF. I had just moved back from the States at the time, mm-hmm. and we all felt like, oh, it actually works, like having people around other artists to like view the work, to uh, hear from others in, in, in a critical way or not. But then it just feeds into each other, it develops each other's work. Mm-hmm. And being an artist here, most a lot of artists have studios at home. And it's so hard to go visit them, but we also realize that it opens up doors for, you know, not just your friends to come over, but even like gallerists or critics or curators and so and so. And so, and the reason we did it is also to like encourage other artists to come out of their homes and start, you know, uh, renting out spaces and developing their own studio spaces. Mm-hmm. So we felt like this conversation is ne- necessary, um, it's needed because, like uh, Rani just said, like a lot of artists work just responding, like they cre- they produce work in response to uh, exhibition open calls or commissions. And so it feels like the, the, the common like sort of conversation that kept coming back between me, Hashil, and Meta was that the work is becoming so stagnant. It's like a production house. Everyone is producing work for a specific theme for a specific... We don't really know the voices of those artists because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes like... This is where it becomes a problem when it's like a top-down or or, or um, mm-hmm. bottom-up because mm-hmm. the top-down is controlling that and, it, and they don't realize that they're actually affecting the quality and, of the artists and the work at the same time. Okay. And do you feel... So that it's not a question of really slowing it down. It's a yeah. question of digging more deeply yeah. in into this and giving yeah. the space to it. Because it doesn't stop no. the, 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 the desire to respond to the open calls. It yeah. just kind of makes them more introspective and... <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, okay. It just <laughs> makes it more introspective and more... Uh, I mean, It gives it more weight. Yeah. I mean, your work becomes... If I make something and then Hashil walks in and he's like, yeah, but it, I don't feel 
what you're talking about it, it's not there yet mm. I'm gonna go back and try and try and try again and I mean there are a lot of people who come through Beit 15 we have open uh, studio nights where we invite people to come and like all our studios are open so we open ourselves to other people's like opinions and ideas and so on and like we work closely with other people of the community that's another thing when we got the chance to actually rent the house mm. um we realized that we're going to end up having the living room that is now the exhibition space sometimes we don't really refer to it as the gallery because it's a multifunctional space sometimes it's artist talks other times it's film screenings you know shows it depends on like what's happening or what we want to do at the time we don't want to restrict ourselves and be an exhibition space so like I had a meeting with Rania a couple of months ago and we were thinking of bringing Naqd uh, to Beit 15 so we try to balance or like spread out the weight of the space we don't want to be the people doing everything because we believe that there are people who are already doing stuff they just lack the space or the place to do it okay and who I mean describe a little bit this population because mm-hmm. this must be ex-seafers at one point yeah. right? there, are, there are artists who have already been exposed to this idea of critique right. through the RISD faculty or whoever is actually uh, doing that with the seat. And, and how mm-hmm. is this different like how, how is the peer um, component that, 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 that kind of peer-to-peer, mm-hmm. but really openly peer-to-peer without any kind of mediating uh, presence, how, how does that work? Like, what, do they, what do they get at? I think what makes it interesting in the setting of B15 specifically is that we do not reference it as critique and we don't call people or invite people in and say hey, come over, like let's have a critique on my new work. No, we literally just have like a potluck one night and be like oh how about you all come over let's have some food together and look at the new work you know and we 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 do that a lot and like we invite our friends over and and we try to get specifically like different people from the community like it, it could be writers it could be um uh, like just art enthusiasts or or curators and that sense like different people from different places and um, invite them and just you know talk about the work and and we sometimes have to it depends like on who we're talking to but there were times where we had to like break down the 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 barrier between us and the other person where Mm -hmm. it would be like you know this I'm not sure about this and so this opens you become more vulnerable when you say that and so that opens up the other person allowing them to actually critique you because it's something of I mean I, I thought about it a lot and partially I realized that it's the culture because as Emiratis we were like raised to appreciate others and respect others the differences and all of that if you don't like something don't say it don't be rude and so it developed as that and I teach at Zayed University now and a lot of my students like raise their eyebrows when I tell them when you do a research I care about the artist who you do not like just as much as the artist that you do like and so it's just a matter of that like allowing people or getting people to understand that it's okay to say that you don't like something but support it back it up explain yeah and I think that's one of the big misconceptions about critique that we have is that it's always negative but yeah. which contributes to its whole idea of just being kind of destructive right. and one off and, yeah. uh, 
and, you know, and random in a way. Whereas I think what, what it sounds like you're both doing is contributing to this reassessment of the people itself where it is seen as constructive or grounded right. and argued and sort of supported by, by, by evidence. I, I, like, in my post, I played around with these thoughts, like the images that I chose for that, like the classroom, the teacher telling you to stand in the corner, or because that's how like we perceive the idea of critique, like it's mm-hmm. so heavy. But also, um, like in my sessions, I think because of using the Arabic language as well opens up room for other people to say, hey, like I get messages in Arabic of people who have nothing to do with the contemporary art practices who just do these, like those cliche eye drawings and like, you know, like these drawings. And they ask, they want to come. And I say, come, let's see, because you are beyond just that drawing. I'm sure there's more to it. And you're curious, so yeah, just come in. So it's just interesting to see that kind of people walk into these subjects. Can you tell, give me a, a, a sense of outcome? So, for example, in, in a critique session, when someone's coming in with something that you know sort of doesn't correspond to a sense of contemporary art today, or that certainly like is, is, is not conforming to any kind of market desire or something like that, what's the path that you would take them down from from there from there on? Like, how would you work with someone or not? Yeah. Um, in a, in a, in a, in that respect, to bring them a little bit closer to um, really engaging with, the, with, with what's going on in the art world today? Um, I think it really takes understanding cultural context, okay. so understanding someone's culture, um, speaking everyone's language, so you really have to listen, understand where this person's coming from, why are they doing this kind of art or practice, and also to what stage have they reached in their practice. So if it's someone who's who's... Uh, who's not exposed to going to galleries and not exposed to to seeing Art Jamil and Al Qos and Circal and all of these beautiful big names? Um, I have to be understanding of what are they trying to express and what are they trying to say, and then maybe as an educator, that's where I step in and I say, hey, these are the steps that maybe you want to consider to develop your practice and grow, because that is the point of critique to say, hey, you're at this point and you have this these directions that you can take to develop your practice. Do you want to be someone who goes to like traditional um, exhibitions and have beautiful paintings, technically you're great? Do you want to be someone who's investigating concepts and uh, questioning um, things happening around you, or are you expressing? So these conversations are very important to have in critique sessions. And then if someone wants to go and become a conceptual artist, brilliant. But all of us collectively in the room have to hear each other have to understand where everyone's coming from because us as artists and people who are uh, producing an artwork, we are responding at the end of the day to our surrounding and expressing it. Mm. So just let's all be open and listen because we could take from each other. It's different mindsets, different mentalities, so why not? Mm. So it's all, like, it's all welcome to come in. And it's just it's curious to see how um, language does also play a role in that. Yeah. Mm. And, and do you feel you're making progress? Do you feel that you're changing something? Uh, and do you see it as kind of a complement to, to, I mean, to the work that you do inside university, for yeah. example? How, how is this different? What does it, what does it do differently than, than I mean, that? I feel like for Beat 15, I can't answer that. People, I think the answer is with people, not with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Zaid University specifically, um, 
It, I think the, 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 the thing that really like stood out to me was like the day one, the first time that I held a critique for my students, they were like a bit confused, like what are you trying to do? And it seemed like, I mean, I was, I was a Zayed uni- University student when I did my undergrad, and mostly it took a form of presenting your work and the type of critique would be more advising, like the professor would be like, oh, maybe you should consider doing this and that. But it, no one would come and tell you this is not good unless like, you know, you really like messed it up. But there's but, value in this reorientation. Yeah, so, so yeah, and in my setup, in my classroom, I had students come in and I told them you have to uh, tell me what you like and tell me what you do not like. And I felt like they were intimidated by that. No one would speak to what, do, what, what they don't like about the work or what they think doesn't work yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were very intimidated. They, they were looking at each other and they're like, oh, I like this, I like this. Or maybe I would change. So it always came as a, as a, like, a nice way of saying it. Like maybe I would change. And I... I wanted them to feel more comfortable, so I gave them prompts. I'm like, okay, so you're going to tell me one thing you like, one thing you don't like, and you're going to have to say, I do not like this. Mm-hmm. And one thing you would do better, like how you would edit it, and then comments, just in general. But you start with what you like, mm-hmm. and you walk your way through. And so this was like the beginning of, a, of my first semester, that same class toward the end of the semester, the minute I said, okay, it's time for a critique, everyone jumps and they start getting excited about it. So Between each other as well. I mean, yeah. Kind of yeah, I do it as a that. group. So they yeah. all can speak, but we, we set up a time and it's like, okay, now tell us what you like. Everyone has to participate somehow. Mm. And then it goes on like that. Okay, and how, you, how constructed is it? I mean, do you feel that there's a fluency that they're getting now in terms of framing, yeah, not falling into the trap of, okay, this is bad. They're becoming less precious about the work. Okay. So it used to be everything they make is like precious. This is something I made. I won't change it. I won't edit it. Uh, but they became more open to actually altering the work. They became more open to actually speaking to one another and talking to each other. And actually, I hear them like sometimes saying to each other, "Um, oh, no, I think you should consider this and this. And how about you look at that?" And I keep also bringing references to them, like try to support your work by referencing. Nothing you come up with have, like, is something that no one had ever thought about. I, and I give them an example that I do myself. Whenever I have an idea, I go Google my idea. Because mm. I'm sure something, someone... <laughs> 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 okay. And do you feel you're moving the needle a little bit? Do you I see progress at all? Or is it too early to tell? It's too early to tell, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's just that uh, one of the observations I have from the sessions is that how people are rushing to finish the work to submit to, for deadlines. And even when there's a critique that's happened and there's uh, suggestions mm-hmm. and uh, feedback given and the artist is like saying, yeah, I'm stuck at this point and so on, but then you see the work as, as being presented. I think that deadlines are intimidating. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, there's a lot of rush to respond to deadlines and really uh, kind of losing losing yourself as an artist to yeah, to mature the work and allow it to grow. Um, but like, and also like in the sessions, it's just breaking that idea of like friends commenting on each other's work and having artists be open to listen to other people. 
outside of their art circles. So um, it, it kind of creates a life of its own, is what you're yeah. saying. So yeah. it goes beyond the realm. Yeah. But I think I think it maybe I could t tell a few things in the upcoming sessions because I have two writing sessions that are happening. One with Asma Khouri, who writes also in Arabic and English. Mm -hmm. And we're, I'm going to be having one in Warehouse 421, mm -hmm. uh, looking at the work of Sif. Mm -hmm. So might need a writer as well to um, okay. join in and yeah, see yeah, how we can do this. So I have imagery here, which I've just um, devised to keep people from looking at their phones for this. But, <laughs> but essentially, like, so, so these are some of the examples. So Campus Art Dubai, we haven't really spoken about but It's the same thing. I mean, it appears like, you know, uh, in the throes of, of, of a crit, this must be from it was a year when Lee was there, Vikram was there, Rahel was there, so it would have been what, like 2016 or something like that. Um, uh, so again, uh, that, 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 that space where this happens, this is Kani with, with uh, here at Tashkir, like I was at Tahiti, but with Tashkir, some images from Abel, kindly given to Mr. Selvan and Mary Dash. So, um, most of this. So again, this is this is from a, this is from a, from the show, and this is pretty much how you, uh, Renya, are 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 promoting. Or, uh, you know, yeah. you're posting and like, getting people to come to come through that. Um, yeah. So God, I'm just like going through other awful movies that I've picked up. So Art School Confidential comes up as like one of these crit sessions where this uh, poor girl whose name is Flower gets reduced to tears because someone tells her that her. her Painting is a, a psychomedy knockoff, but I guess my question now, and, and that's why I used this slide um, to do it, is: to what degree is 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 critique something, or these crit sessions uh, that that are institutionalized that you've now sort of given a new spin? To what degree is that sort of hand me down from someplace else? And and if you could, would you create something else, or what does this model work well, or? Is there something specifically from here that, 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 that would be more effective? Or what's your experience with, with, with that, with how it's lived in, in the situations that you have? I don't, I don't really follow. So if you had to, I mean, critique is, is it's something that, again, it's like, it is an art school type of thing, okay. right? Yeah. So if you, if, if you had to reinvent that idea, would it be something else? Would it be less kind of top down, as you're saying? Would it be something that's more sort of research heavy and, and come back? And what would be the other models that, or maybe you, you wouldn't even have to, but would you want to reimagine something? I think on the contrary, like we do not have top-down critique. Mm -hmm. We don't have that. I mean, you look at our papers and every uh, exhibition review that you get is literally a coverage. It's not a review. Yeah. No one gets an art review, like almost, I'm talking locally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, come to you yeah, and so like I don't see that. And I feel like if that starts to happen... And, and like even gallery like visits are more sincere. We've had different galleries coming to through Beat 15 because there are three studios, so a lot of people get encouraged to see three different artists at the same time. Right. And we've had a lot of different experiences. Like very few are really sincere with their with their opinions. A lot of them would be like, "Oh, this is really nice. It's pretty. It's beautiful," and that's it. The yeah, and you'll have people coming in who are like, 
a journalist, for example, and they'll ask you a question, and before you answer it, they're already asking you something else because, like, they're not really listening because they care to, like, cover the, you know, the details of the event, not really, like, your practice in association to your research or practice in, in, in association with like other artists around the world and so on. There are almost none of that. Yeah. So I think that what we're trying to do is working among us artists, but then like something still needs to happen mm. in, in the outside world on a, on a top down. Which is what we, yeah, which is what we'll come to as kind of market. As well. but, but Rania, the same question. I mean, do you feel like this model is working? Like it may take time, but that you're actually helping change something, or would you kind of? Is there something else to imagine? So, uh, honestly, I'm starting from what is familiar to me as mm. someone who's who's been exposed to critique sessions in classroom and back in my university to also see how it went and also arts, artists among each uh, each other. Um, I've I've always had an interest in critique. I'm not a writer. I'm not someone who would come one day and start writing a, like a review or any of that. But it's the studio practice that is interesting for me. I think what would be interesting is to see what would... Because we have... Um, if we look at writing, uh, there is the... So in English, there is, there is um, like a description of the gallery. Mm. And we've, we've had that in your class last yeah. year. Um, but in, in Arabic, as she said, like the, it's, it's just like the person who's asking doesn't know what they're asking. They're bit, like, there was one time I was in an opening for Vikram's work, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, for, for Vikram's work, and I remember the press were asking people to answer, and I happened to speak Arabic. So I was able to describe the, the work, but even I had to skim through what's going on really to describe it. But once we do these writing sessions and having more of these critique sessions, it would be very interesting to see what artists who are specialized in art and understand the process using language, what would they write and how would they write about artwork that they see in a more of a really expressing their opinion and saying how it is. And then to decide to maybe publish it or not is something to, to yeah. really look into mm. as that content starts to emerge. Yeah. So my piece as Naqad is to just open up that space for people to, to tell people, hey, come, just write what you think, write how would you describe it, ask writers to come in and just help with the writing aspect. Yeah. But the opinion and the professionalism does exist in the artists themselves. Yeah, so it's and it's interesting because I'll show you some stuff from the 80s when Hassan Sharif was writing yes. about, you know, and they yeah. were criticizing the lack of people, you know, and the artists are the ones who are the most interesting critics. And actually. the writing is yeah. so, uh, like, yeah. yeah. and the writing is very better. And Umar, just a question on this point, less to do with writing, but more to do with the feedback of a gallerist towards, like, so this insincerity that, that Ash was talking about. I mean, Sorry, you, it's not me. No, no, I know, I know. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not it's not way, but, but can you tell us a little bit about that feedback loop that you have with your own artists, like, independently of everyone else? Like, how do you... Um, like when you're preparing a show, how do you feedback and how do you critique uh, your own artists, and where does it take it? Or do you, or do they come? You know, how does it work? Are you, are you working jointly with them on the show, so there are no sort of surprises, or are you, you know, kind of feeding back as soon as they come with the show? Or, or how does critique work? I guess from gallerist to represented artist. Uh, um, my program is very specific. Mm -hmm. I 
just have to clear that. I do not, I run a gallery which is blurring the idea of a non-profit and a commercial gallery, but I am a commercial gallery uh, because we sell work and we take a commission. Um, the artist that you see in the gallery primarily is already, um, I think, uh, of interest to me. Um, someone who speaks the voice of what my program addresses. Um, and of course, I put up terrible shows too of the artists I represent and I am very vocal about it. Uh, and that's where uh, I think this uh, friendship uh, evolves, uh, which is um, being very candid uh, and uh, helpful, be constructive around the idea of uh, the making of work. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, and some galleries would just uh, look at the work, weigh its uh, commercial value and put it up, which is the majority uh, of galleries in the world. Um, the reason I alter this, uh, um, I alter this uh, reality is because of my background and why I started the gallery. Um, I mean, I was an art educator, I was an artist, uh, and uh, it was a, yeah, yeah, it was just a big, um, mess I went into to, run this, to start this project because it was about uh, uh, looking beyond um, how you see a work in commercial art gallery um, and that was my uh, major interest um, and also um, a little bit of a selfish uh, assignment which I'm on still I think mm. yeah but have you helped the, have you helped kind of fine tune work in a way Not I don't think so I don't think so I think I edit. I'm an exhibition maker, so I would edit with the artist. Um, and uh, of course, I have to keep in mind that I have to pay my bills. Uh, so, uh, but we try to balance it nicely. I've had five exhibitions in the year, and maybe one exhibition is totally understood and made with this notion of that I will be a non-for-profit show, mm -hmm. that I will just show uh, very candidly an idea uh, which um, maybe another galleries won't support. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also have a certain amount of confidence in that artist because um, um, I would promote them eventually. You know, it's not just going to be like they're going to just make me work, which I can't sell. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think um, I'm a little weak with my business end, uh, monetary end. I, I mean, I am weaker than other galleries, primarily because I, I, I listen to their heart, not, yeah, maybe more closely yeah <laughs> okay we'll let you taper that sentence off but then anyway just to kind of put some proof to you so these are images from from, from a show and again quite this you know captures very well the spirit of, of, of what you do actually no it doesn't this was a very yeah but this is also i think that uh, i later on when I sent you the images, this was a very brutal exhibition for me also. I mean, I was sick for like three months. <laughs> it was a, to, to build a context, this is uh, our 10th anniversary show. I closed my gallery for five months uh, and I made people experience my office and my storage space, which usually you don't see. And I did this thing and I, was, I actually got really sick uh, after opening the show. But, uh, yeah, but I don't usually show such depressing exhibitions, you know. Uh, okay. well, well, the but there was a reason behind it. Yeah. The depressing wasn't really the, the, the thing. But, 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 again, I think 
as you say, you blur the lines, right? And yeah. that was a show for me that really kind of was was the, the lines were they were you know obliterated. They weren't even blurred. Yeah, they were. You know, it was quite it was quite a strong show. But anyway, let's use these images to move into this whole idea of the market, right? Mm -hmm. So now imagine um, a world of critics kind of walking around that are talking about our infrastructure, that are talking about gallery shows. This top-down thing that we're talking about that. As we say here, there's something kind of missing. It doesn't exist. It's more like recording or, 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 or explaining. What would you want a, a, a real, what would real top-down critique look like in that respect? What would it, and again, like you, I mean, I'm kind of angling myself to you now as well, because you, to, to a degree, I mean, Hint is already, is already there. I mean, not in a publication way, but I, um, on your blog, certainly putting out... Uh, Putting out opinionated assessments of, of 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 things, and I think you've even mentioned to me, Uma, that you know, on Twitter, hint, you know, comes through and looks at a show and, and, and has an opinion and, and says things. So I guess my question is, you know, what does critique look like in that in that market sense? Who what, what would you want it to be? Who is that? Who is that critic? And why why would a critic validate what you're doing? So or how you know can a critic validate what what you're doing? Why do you need that other voice as a gallerist? I don't know how to... I mean, yeah, I should answer that. Definitely would be <laughs> confused. Um, I don't know. I can, st I, can, I can look at the history of art criticism. Um, what are the critics usually up to and how they, how they build a relationship with an artist mm -hmm. uh, by looking at their work slowly? Maybe. So they are more informed. And then they can critique, saying that okay, what did, what the hell did you just do? Mm -hmm. You know, like you were doing better work, for example. As a gallery in Dubai, firstly, I don't have any expectations, any of my exhibitions, to get any kind of criticism. Because it just is very natural. I put forth an idea, and I expect a response. Um, and um, when there is a response, um, we we nurture it, we read it, and sometimes. Just as you say, they just report the show by copy pasting the press release, which is a very important, uh, uh, I would say, uh, insert in my program because we think about someone because I'm showing work which is off. visually might not be out of that much information or won't give you much. Uh, you have to really go through it. It opens up slowly, and I I do that intentionally, like the slowing down people who come into my space, um, but. Um, what was your question? <laughs> Sorry, again. Yeah, what are your expectations at the top down critique? How can it I don't expect anything. I, I, I keep my uh, ideas open. I can't compare to what happens in Western art criticism, which I have understood. We all read it as art educators or as artists. Um, we obsess uh, some critics uh, and we invite them to come to this part of the world. Uh, which has happened in the last few years. It has started happening where you're inviting a New York Times, um, you know, someone to come or some magazine to come and cover uh, the art because we feel we have content now to share. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, uh, I think um, the relationship between the writer and the, and, the, and the artist is quite essential to have a formal conversation, not just come and that for no for reason. I mean, that is cynical, and it's also not nice, you know. Um, yeah, and I think we're excluding that as a, again. I mean, I, I don't think that anyone is saying that that is what you know, 
criticism should be. Yeah. It should be informed opinions. Again, I, I mean, I'd like to kind of ground it in that, that it is an informed opinion that is, you know, based on some kind of, you know, background of knowledge of the artist or of, you know, a context in which the artist is yeah. developing. And that can, you know, inform, again, like, as you said, you know, reorientation rather than yeah. throwing everything yeah. So, for example, what uh, I like about Hind is that in a Twitter feed, you can read like three lines, and then they're just uh, attractive to mm. read. Things that make sense sometimes, you know? Mm. And it could be funny. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could be smart about it. You don't need to unnecessarily like just say, okay, I have a voice and this could be like, you know, do what, for example, I mean, the Donald Trump tweets, whatever. I mean, I'm going out of the art world. But my point is that. Um, um, I think that uh, I would like to review uh, something what someone writes, uh, and if it's uh, if it's worthy, I think uh, it would be beneficial if someone is critically looking at the work with some, as as you also mentioned, with some formal understanding of uh, of of a context. Uh, you know, you you would take it, but I also feel that that isn't really happening across the globe in a way very seldom. You find a piece of text which would uh, really uh, demystify the idea of uh, what uh, art artists are doing. Mm. Yeah. But again, then who's the public as well? Like, who would this critic be writing for? Because for an informed kind of artistic public, this is this is what you're hungry for. You're hungry for an informed, formal, conceptual uh, analysis of something. But again, a lot of these publications have a much wider audience and explanatory. Uh, uh, writing becomes sort of the default to kind of reach that wider audience. So I don't know, I didn't, again, I don't know how you think that, how can critique, how can an informed artistic um, art criticism work within the publications that, that we have here and the audiences that we have here, if it's not within these informal spaces. So who is the, you know, how do you distinguish between the real critic and the and the reporter I can put on more of this. Yeah, I, I mean, I know, some of it just weird looking at his tweets outside the world of Twitter. But anyway, I don't know. I mean, my opinion, I'm, I'm not a critic. I've not studied art history, uh, you know, learning every day. I spend a lot of time maybe reading film criticism because I'm in my interest in cinema. And I find film criticism a lot richer than art criticism. And art criticism will maybe, if I'm following it is because I'm interested in a specific exhibition or an artist or whatever. And I think when we, when you approached me about the panelists, uh, to be on the panel, like I kind of was thinking how paralleling, you know, the world of film criticism and art criticism, which is also suffering, so lots of publications are shrinking their writers or getting rid of them, and so just the state of criticism in general. But I think who's the audience, what's being written for. All my life I've been interested in arts and culture, and yeah, what am I looking for? Apart from, yes, event A is happening in venue X, Y, Z, right? But after that, what happens? And I want to learn and find out, I go to the exhibition. But I think what we like here is is criticism, and again, that word is always associated as negative, and it's not. It could be analyzing, contextualizing, What's where does it fit in the history of here? And, and because I think, you know, you started with what is, uh, is, is there criticism in the UE? I'm paraphrasing your line. Can there be? Can there be? And I think to me it was, you know, is there culture in the UE, right? So that's why the blog started. And, and, and to say, yes, there is stuff happening, and there's this stuff happening before 
my blog started. And I think when a lot of things are written about, the frustration is, you know, this is the first time or no one's done this before. And mm -hmm. so people who've been here long enough to say, and that's why the frustration with the local publication, whether it's in Arabic or English, like you have no knowledge, you have no understanding. Um, and it's just, especially with the Western publications, it's kind of people who just, you know, they're new in town. <laughs> and, and, you know, and the art scene is developing over the past five years, and they say that like every year, right? And, so there, that's where the frustration, for me anyway, and I think for a lot, and that's why the blog started, or that's why, you know, that's on Twitter, and, and maybe yeah, Twitter is accessible, it's quick, and like you said, you can't say a lot in, mm. you know, four, 240 characters, for example. And with the blog, is yeah, sharing stuff and telling people, and I'll share opinions, and, you know, with that, you know, talk to people, but it's like, to there, that there is a voice out of here, mm. because... I think the expectation of there's good criticism is coming from abroad and that's validated. And and we see it time and time again with the art season. So it's everyone's falling over, <laughs> the blown in writers and everyone's hanging around with them and drinks and parties and you know, smooching and, and you know, because they're waiting to be written about so that mm. the rest of the world will go, Oh my god, this art and culture is involved. But the context is not there. They don't understand they don't no, understand it, the concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like not, I agree it's, with the context yeah. is not uh, it's not there. Yeah. So, like I agree with the, what you said is that you can't bring in a critic from outside yeah. and ask them to critique something that's here. It doesn't fall into place because they don't understand the context and the context of in yeah, relationship yeah. to the content and the culture of, of, of here. Yeah. No, some of the most embarrassing articles in trees are specifically when they come here, <laughs> about, uh, about here and try to grapple with this own kind of like sense of colonialism that is still very active mm. in, in those things. I mean, mm -hmm. I can't remember, I think Amy Sherlock who wrote, who wrote a piece about um, mm -hmm. talking and like, her flight from London God. to Dubai, yeah. she watched, you know, um, you know, a film about Queen Victoria, <laughs> just like, and it just like a sort of downward spiral from there, <laughs> everything, and even um, their bishop, one of the I mean, I'm really bashing people now, but, but, but you know, one of the charge of biennials are just like, what are you talking about? They're mm. really, really misinformed basic, basic stuff. And Al-Sakal is being, you know, dust-swept, you know, industrial zones, yeah. dry... No, but I think it's important for them to come to this part of the world also. Yes, I mean, if they write these fluff pieces, I mean, I think it's also informing us or giving us some confidence for the fact yeah. that, that ignorance can be bliss sometimes, you know? Yeah. So my point here is that... that uh, you, But I do want to nurture and know someone who has that much time to come and talk with me yeah. or anyone else or for that matter the artist who lives here there are not many there are few I mean it's not it's not rocket science to do that but um, but I think uh, a good critic is someone who uh, is uh, doing this with a little bit of uh, trying to develop a relationship with this region with someone may it be long distant it's a slow one, but uh, but again, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah we can easily as galleries we do this. Sadly, yeah. uh, there was um, a very brilliant freeze article which I shared, which I don't usually on Facebook, which I saw the freeze magazine about uh, the importance of dinners for galleries. You know, mm. this dinner which you just said. I mean, 
I'm over it for quite a while now. I can't feed somebody to expect for a review and that's what everybody does in this art world. Everyone, you have to and some people have actually, I, I did it too, right? And then, you know, we were young and we were like, okay, let's do this, let's do a, you know, let's spend money. And, you know, they went to a better dinner. You know, basically. So, I have to be smart and I have to sort of discourage that and say, hey, you know, if you're interested in content, come and meet me. If not, I won't die. You know? But that art review, uh, whatever art forum article, whatever comes in this cover we spoke about, it's, uh, it's, it's, and it's not just us, it's all over the world. I do not get any monetary, uh, 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 what you call, um, I don't get anything back off a cover, uh, freeze or art forum, whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah. doesn't. I mean, what is it about food, right? As soon as you say there's an opening and food, so it's the same again like with film, like, or, you know, premieres and wood dress, right? The longer you turn out, if there's free popcorn. It's like, what, me? You're here because of the free popcorn. Okay, well, I mean, if, we, if, if, you, if you back it up a bit, though, and, and then say, okay, we, we want to grow a home, mm. a homegrown critic, someone who has the sensitivity from here, mm. someone who can, you know, formalize things and who can do that. And it sounds like you've got them sort of like in the making, especially if you're going to inject the kind of uh, uh, writing component to the crits that, that, that you're doing. What I mean then? How do they become legitimized, right? How do they be? How are they able to say, okay, I am, you know, I am this critic today? And and if it's not specifically, so look, okay, I can say I'm a critic. Uh, uh, I go to galleries. I write, you know, things about the galleries. I get invited to the dinners and free popcorn and parties. As soon as I start formulating some kind of assessment. You know, I, I, I stop getting invited, and I'm not a friend anymore, and I, you know, but hey, I want to go to them. But I, you know, but I still want to have, I still want to have an opinion about the work, and I still want, want to write about it critically. So this idea, I think, in a map, you know, one of these things I had is PR demands and market demands and expectations that generally, and again, I mean, I consider myself that I have critical days, right? And again, I'm bound to the publications for which I write. Art Asia Pacific, you know, doesn't, allow for a great deal of presenting is very formatted in what So if I'm writing a feature, there's not a lot of margin of maneuver for a feature about Ahmed Mantar, for example, on which I could have really talked a lot about um, you know, MISC and, and, and what that how that compromised him as an artist, was not really talking about work. In a show review you can do that a, a little bit more. So to degree, a critic is, is bound by certain formats and expectations of, you know, again, the, 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 the publications that he or, or she writes for. But um, so I guess I guess my question is so so someone like you has critical days where I can write some criticism. Um, largely there is a lot of just kind of investigating and, 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 and talking to artists and seeing how, how they are, but does that sort of, am I not legitimate as a critic because of that? And why am I saying I'm a critic but someone who's writing for Harper's Bazaar Art uh, is not? So where does this legitimacy come from? What, what do I have to do to prove that I'm a critic? I mean, I, I, you may not have the answer, but... Yeah, I mean, there's no answer. I think because it's also a, a very small community here, yeah. so the galleries and the writers and the artists and everyone mingles together. And I try to draw lines. I try to, you know, like 
as you know, we're friends or we're colleagues, and I think that's me personally. But yeah, I know lots of writers who will go to the gallery dinner mm. after opening night, and I would think, okay, wait, but what if the gallery, the art, the writer wants to write something that might not be something the gallery would like to hear? What would happen then? You know, mm. not be invited to dinner. Well, yeah, you've heard these stories where something mm. will be written and yeah. they're not invited. Oh, so we have, yeah, great. But it's. Uh, I think what maybe legitimizes the person, you know, the, the writer for whatever publication is when, you know, you know, if you hear them asking the right questions, if you hear them listening to you, if you hear them, if, or you know that they're trying to get an understanding. So whether it's a newbie in town who's enthusiastic, wants to prove themselves to the art community, or someone who's been here long enough, and fine, there is a level of snobbery for us here, like how long has this person been here, you know, is this yeah. you know, you're new, like, uh, you know, you need to learn, spend some more years to understand, and that's fine, I mean, you know, not the most uh, friendliest approach, I guess, but mm. I think it's just because, just from past experience, if I sound jaded about things like this, it's because we've seen a lot of this happen with all these people who come and go, right, so I think what legitimizes it, and it doesn't have to do with nationality, or like I said, it could be someone new in town, but if, you, see, you see it in the writing. So if the writing itself shows where, yes, there was some thinking, it's not just a PR thing, it's not just a copy-paste from the press release or just a description with no further insight. And I know here, I think a lot of publications are, they're self-censorship. So they yeah, all, so I think we need to address that as well. So as much as the intention of the person that wants to do a lot more, they're held back and this is where the top-down feels restricted because this level of self-censorship this kinda of, and it's maybe linked to cultural, right? So yeah. no, don't kinda of, don't yeah, enter into long in public, don't say something bad about that. So it's how to navigate that and whether it's in your kind of independent publication, government funded publication. Yeah. Uh, there are like it's not as black and white as maybe many people think it is, especially here. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny because I was talking to to Mariam Devalco who runs Royal PR and she's saying that you know we were talking about this idea of critique in Arab language. Newspapers, and she she specifically said that Tehran and Bayan are again this politeness is sort of there, and there's a kind of deferential tone that that that's kind of on the surface. But that these um, critics, and I can't remember the names of uh, Bassam, I think were I, mean, I can't remember anyone misquote, but um, but 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 yeah, she's saying that that's starting and like face to face that they would be very you know quite more more frank than they probably would be in print, but that it's starting to kind of, there's a little bit of attraction now that's starting to come, uh, even with the Arabic press, of, 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 of digging, sinking their teeth into the work a little bit more and starting to write about it critically. Just to say, like, amongst Arabs, we're the most critical people. Right? <laughs> you know, you're very judgmental, like, just in general, right? But I think when it comes to writing something formally, and it's there, you know, yeah. and that's where it needs to be, it sounds polite, non-offensive, etc. But we talk in general, like, you know, we're, we're very really judgmental, sometimes it's the most negative yeah. way, but, you know, and, and there were, those richness in conversations is never necessarily reflected in, in writing. In writing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think, again, writing is the kind of the, 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 the field in which this happens. So I just want, we're running out of time, I really do want to say questions, but I want to, this is a talk that I did like a while back for, um, 
Remember his old goal, which is show that you were actually in uh, a duck tag that uh, Christiana oh, yeah, Demarty, yeah, yeah. where like a, a younger generation of uh, 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 the right. were, were yeah. artists were yeah. reacting to an older generation. Yeah. You, you were paired up with Abdullah Sadr. Yeah. Anyway, so so I did. I, I don't know what the topic was. Uh, I, it may have been critique, but, uh, but I, I went into a bit of the archive, and there's really interesting stuff that you find when you when you look yeah. back into the 1980s. Uh, already artists talking about like the I was gonna say when Hind was speaking uh, in B15 we got a lot of people donating um, magazines and books a lot of them from Mohammed Mizrui's uh, mm. uh, collection and we have a bunch of like 1987 86 uh, Al magazine that's from mm. the yeah, fine arts society yeah. and I we opened it if I, I opened a few of them and I was looking at the content and like the types of articles that were written there and I'm like, why are we saying that this is the first time we talk about like mm-hmm. conceptual art yeah. or like constructivist art or any of those stuff? Like they're talking in relationship, like photography in relationship to like, you know, the modernists or like the master painters and they're setting like. Uh, parallels and all of that Mm -hmm. and we're having these conversations today like this is the first time that we ever speak about it but there are good writings but just no one knows about them Mm -hmm. I blame lack of proper archiving so anyone that wants to meet it there's no no public access archives privately owned if you happen to know the person then you dig through he's not right and this came from that and we lack this so there's you know in western world yes there's libraries and you can access historical articles and you know understand context of exhibitions down in the past but there is a lot but it's just a lot that's privately owned or never cared for to be archived properly or digitized etc and this is something whoever's listening can help you know especially with the publication the newspapers the least they can do is start now digital you know creating an archive to be able to access this because there is historical context and reference yeah. that, that goes back decades and decades and it's frightening like this is an echo <laughs> saying, yeah, we're, like, like, we're still saying the same yeah we're yeah. still saying the same <laughs> yeah. as 1984 yeah. I mean, and, and now you see curiously like the, the, yeah. the artists themselves are saying you know mm-hmm. like so so again this is a, and this is a period where there's an appetite to show right mm-hmm. Hassan and, and, and his, his cohorts are out there actually showing um uh Yes, an, ex- an, expl- an explanation of their own platforms. So you will always have this. You always have this sort of located strangeness and, um, and, and, and this kind of reactive nature to, to something that's new. But then you will also have questions of you know, a very basic nature in, in, in 1985 uh, UAE. You know, who decides yeah. what's on? Uh, again, fundamental, you know, <laughs> fundamental conceptualist... Uh, uh, question uh, again, and that top one is, 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 is priceless as well. And then, and this is Hassan kind of like again, like fighting back, <laughs> saying, you know, but, but this is great. And then ultimately, and then this is sort of where it gets a little scary. Like, so now the you know the, 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 the alarm bells go off. Maybe he's onto something that's a little bit you know that that's socially. Um, you know, explosive here. If he's you know messing with the world, then this might you know other people might get the same idea. So again, I mean, I just kind of want to do this little bit of the of this of this throwback there, and I'll, I'll move quickly. So I did have a question about you know, is the critic like a lot less important now than the curator? 
Um, and I think the answer to that is sort of probably a resounding yes. I mean, I'd much rather hang out with Omar Khalif in his smart suit than you know, as a guy with a dictaphone and a, and a notepad, right? So, but I, again, I'll kind of speed over that. And the example also of this idea, so Rahel, um, who, who's now living in New York, who, who, who was quite... Again, critical in, 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 in many ways, but this is a, a show about Yusuf Nabil, and I use this a lot in my own critical dialogues, this, this text, which many of you probably remember, because I, I like the way that she kind of goes through nostalgia, but, but this is a piece where she was highly critical of Yusuf's work, and the third line for the way that they made that exhibition, and in many people's opinion, like, rightly so, but this got her, like, disinvited from every... You know, every dinner or every, any hope of ever going to starving, anything. She's starving now. She, <laughs> she's not. No, she's, she's still covered. She did uh, the review of uh, last year, a major art, uh, art forum review of. Uh, I saw it. She did it. She did. But I believe she's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course, she's looking to yeah, yeah. She's like, looking yeah, into it. Yeah. No, no. yeah, but she won't be as desired. Yeah, yeah. And rightly really so. No, no. I mean, yeah. not the right so she's not right to dinner, but rightly so that she continues to cover the. Yeah. Cover but that was a fantastic piece. I was really this happy. Nah, no, the Yusuf Nabil piece. Yeah, yeah. It's super important yeah, to yeah, write that. And again, in a way, I mean, it's good to call out galleries for, and I think that's what she did as well. It's called Fernland's attention to like, wh- why, like, why continue. With use of and look at the strategies and look at how basic the artistic strategies are. I just hope there's no one who likes use of Nabil and think, but, but calling attention to these, you know, to these kind of like tried and true strategies that he's been using using forever. And I guess I want to, clo- I mean, I don't want to close on this, but I do want to bring this up. So recently, I was talking to um, Antonia Carver, who is the director of the, the Jamil Arts Center, about informal spaces for critique, which is, I think, what you were talking about earlier, and that. Maybe it's no longer the publications that are actually the, the places to look for critique, but it's the Twitter feed and it's the Instagram post. So Instagram is a little, you can't really have a conversation. Yeah, they're going to of themselves it's, instead of the artwork. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, but, but, but what she's finding is that actually it's the, and this is ironic, is that it's the institution's role, maybe, almost, to encourage that critique in these informal ways, like invite criticism. Again, a little bit like you guys are doing, trying, trying to build it. Like build these writers that maybe she can build these sort of like informal critics on on social media channels. And then I just kind of this is my last slide, and I promise I will let you ask questions. Um, is that I want again Melissa who was writing for the National for a long time, continues to write for the National, but at a distance. Um, I, I think that this is an interesting quote because it brings everything back around to the idea of the community again, mm-hmm. which is like what you're you know what, what and Rania are talking about. So I'll read it. She says. In the middle of something bigger, she said, more importantly, what happens with the opinions that you, meaning the critic, uh, write? They mean nothing if they're not picked up and continued with a public discussion. In an ideal world, an artist would stage an exhibition, a critic would thoughtfully review it, and the public, artistic in general, would build on the critic's judgments in serious debates for work. It would matter if the work were good or bad, and the review would open up genuine discussion. A thought-provoking art review is a handover to the public to continue the conversation. So, I mean, I sort of like this, but I also question, is it naive to think that this could happen? How high in the sky is something like this today? And I just want to kind of close with getting your sense of, of, is this something that we can aspire to, or is it totally, it's, it's going to take too, too long? I mean, I don't know, like, I agree with this. And it doesn't have to mean, you know, a conversation with, I have to sit with someone and talk about it. It's self-reflective as well. A lot of work 
I, you know, I do generally do think about work and I look at, up whether, you know, photography or, or so that if I read something and it really, you know, makes me think about something or it, it makes me rethink the way I looked at something and it becomes a conversation with myself as well. So yes, it doesn't, you know, yes, the review's written and it's good and it needs to be out there and it could be a conversation with friends over coffee, it could be with a bunch of Enthusiasts, right. and it could be just. But the review is a catalyzing thing. Yeah, that's what I yeah, think yeah, yeah, and 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 it matters. Like again, I mean, I said earlier, like I don't necessarily read every art review, but film reviews, and it's something I look and it's something that I think about uh, a lot. And similar parallel in that with art reviews, mm -hmm. where yes, if you read a really great written piece, that's you know whether positive or negative, it 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 kind of. It's it's all it's self development. It's to make you be curious about what's out there and learn and how you can contribute. There's, there's a lot to it. It's not just about a public kind of opinion and you know and validation only, right, right? Right, right? So that's kind of my opinion. That's my take on it. Okay. It becomes also as a reference, uh, like uh, to study history, to understand in the future, ten years from now, to mm -hmm. understand more deeply in a more contextual way what was really happening and to hear how opinions were formed mm -hmm. because what could be considered right now a critic and very critical opinion could later on be seen as more liberal and so on. So it's, it really shows from a, like a aspect of looking at it 10 years later on, mm -hmm. how would it be seen, mm -hmm. how would it be read and understood or digested. And then what happens after this writing is out? On and here saying that what's the point of publishing your opinion? Well, what's the point of creating a painting and then just tucking it under the bed? So it's, it's important yeah. to everyone to practice writing and then what gets published is interesting and also what would be interesting is what doesn't get published. Mm -hmm. And then how do we access that later on? And how does it there? The archives of uh, uh, Muhammad Kadam, I had access to them and I translated them, so I had to go read 200 articles. Yeah. And the writing was very difficult. Mm -hmm. The language in Arabic was very difficult for me to understand. I had to underline. To translate titles, I had to read all the articles mm -hmm. and understand that really what, was they, what were they talking about. Mm -hmm. The language was so strong. Mm. It was very intense, and some mm. of them I just didn't understand them really because it was so, so deep. And some of it was Hassan Sharif's writing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, he's gonna. Mm. And luckily, I mean, this is an aside, but I think uh, some of those, some of Hassan's uh, writings will be re, will be published in new translations, and this mm. stuff. I guess it was really pathetically translated for a long time in English, at least. Um, Afra, do you want to react to that at all? I mean, is it I mean it's partially, I mean, that's also another thing that we're trying to engage in Beit 15. We're asking like the people that we know, like artists and writers uh, who have opinions, curators who are our friends, we're like, can you help us? Can you start writing about the shows in Beit 15, even if it's just like an in-house publishing, meaning printing it out of printer and putting it for people to read? Because we realize that it's an important time and it's like just what Rania was saying, it becomes a documentation of this period of time that we're living yeah. and it's, you know, it's changing so fast and you forget. We're yeah, but it's only as valid as we've seen as if you can access those archives. Ten years from now, yeah. you need to look back. I mean, 
we hope people can be in this not in this kind of short memory cycle again when it's the first they, time. They were they were available in normal newspapers that everyone bought every yeah. single day, and on Friday morning, just like the most relaxed uh, sheet that mm. you would take is the art and sports section, and we used to read it at home. Mm. Like for my family, we used yeah. to read what's going on. Um, but I think that maybe in terms of it, um, where the writing goes, maybe it's like right now at this age, it's videos, it's writing, it's podcasts, it's a lot of ways where the, the opinion is really being put out. But then also who's reading it and how they react. Because right now, the comments box are interesting as well. Thank you for listening. For more discussions about art and culture, please follow Tea with Culture on Apple Podcasts, Google Play and SoundCloud or any other podcast app you may be using. Please subscribe, like, leave a comment. We'd like to hear from you. You can also follow Tea with Culture on Twitter and Instagram. Till next time.